Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Well, oh, that's true. That's true. I already saw that's the true. fucking notes. Jesus Christ. Hey, it's not my fault. It's I know. not my fault. What do, you, what do you got on deck today, Michael? Let's hear about it. H2O. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. 0.0% ABV, but it keeps you hydrated. That's true. Is this... Is this because you just came off of a run, or is this the uh, let's get ripped before MAGFest thing? Uh, it's it's a little of both. I don't know how I'd react having uh, especially some heavy beers right now because I'm uh, I'm rehydrating myself right now, and I don't know if I'd handle it very well. I think the last time last time we did this during the week, I kind of I kind of felt like shit the next morning. Mm. Not trying that. Yeah, I don't but, blame you. But you're not. You're you're going you're going kind of hard. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I don't want to be I don't want to let Michael down and not have a, <laughs> a beer on deck. So I went and grabbed two. I filled out the sheet. I'd already cracked one open and then I saw you type in H2 and I was like, fuck my life. So, uh I'm revisiting two old ones. I have uh the Left Hand Peanut Butter Stout. Um it's from Left Hand Brewing out of uh Longmont, uh Colorado. It is a 6.2% rich milk chocolate uh, peanut butter stout. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a uh, 3.5 out of 5 or 3.8 out of 5 stars on untapped. It has 50,000 unique votes on it. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot. There were 68,000 or something like that vote. So I guess people came in a second time and were like, hmm, let me revise my shit. And then following that up, we're going to hit the uh, 903 Churro, which I've had before as well. It is a flavored milk stout from Sherman, Texas. Uh, it is a, you know, there's a stout filled with cinnamon, vanilla, and churro flavor. It is almost 12%, rolling it at 11.7% ABV, um, 3.7 out of 5 uh, on untapped, 1,366 unique votes. So uh, not as popular, but I don't think... Uh, 903 gets around very much and it's also expensive as fuck. So it's not a, yeah, I don't think so either drinker type of beer. You said that you weren't really a fan of this one, right? The churro flavor, or at least it's not churro forward, I guess. Yeah, it's not churro forward. Um, and out of the two that I had last time, the churro and God, I can't even remember the other one. The other one fucked. This one was pretty, uh, relaxed and the, the flavor, um, you know, but at 11.7%, and after I finish up this uh, easy drink in 6.2, um, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll taste fine. Oh, I'm sure it's gonna taste yeah, really good, really and, good. And and just like you, I'm I'm worried about how my body's going to react to this because you went on a run, and I did a heavy back day uh, session. I just came out of the gym, like literally while you were running. I did a 235 pound barbell rows. A whole bunch of other wild shit and then some uh, curls. I worked yeah. out for like 45 minutes, something like that, and burned uh, damn near 500 calories. It was pretty intense. Damn. Thought I was going to pass out. My fat ass, <laughs> my fat ass barely, uh, barely hits that. So you were, you, you had your heart rate pump. Dude, I was checking it pump. on my watch. It was like 138 BPM. Just up there i was like i might as well just be fucking running because my trainers got me doing uh supersets so now i'm not just doing one exercise waiting one to three minutes it is 
do this heavy lift and then a light lift, a heavy lift, light lift. And it's like one to two minutes in between each one. Uh, cause I told him, Hey, I'm going to MAGFest in January and I don't want to be as fat as I am right now. And he goes, all right, I'm about to fuck you all the way up. Here we go. So <laughs> good man. Yeah. Good he's, man. he's fucking me up. So good times. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like right around 130, uh, beats per minute is where I try to keep myself because mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm out of shape as fuck. Same, really out of shape. And going out on a run is it's not the best experience because I can't I can't I can't I even even my fat ass used to be able to run uh jog I probably is the better term jog straight uh for extended period of time, but I'm still ramping myself up there. So in order to at least give myself some sort of goal, some sort of challenge. I'm trying to hit like 130 as the lowest. So anytime, anytime I I, I slow down to a, a, a walk, I I try to monitor um, my uh, beats per minute. If it gets if it gets around 130, then I'm just like fuck it, just keep going again. Keep that keep that heart rate up. Keep that Damn heart rate. Up. So I'm trying to Damn burn. Son. Trying to burn it. Trying to burn it, bro. Yeah. I've been doing like I've been doing good. Like uh, I think. Uh, I completed a full seven day session, uh, this past week. Shit. So, so five by five is the strength training program that I'm going for right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- still ramping that up. So I'm still, you know, um, my, uh, warm up reps are still like empty bars and stuff like that. So I'm just slowly building myself up. So that way I don't fuck myself up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take that shit slow. Just like anything yeah. else, any type of transition. I tell people all the time, like. If it's diet or exercise, if it's uh, getting back into drinking, coming off drinking, changing from having caffeine to no caffeine, it should be a fucking slow ramp either way. Because you jump into something, you just fuck yourself all the way up, man. Yeah, I, I've made that mistake before. I'm not yeah. going to do it again. And I'm trying to keep myself active. So I have uh, that strength training program three days a week and then all seven days cardio. So I'll go out for 45 minutes. I'm doing it seven days. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to do it until my body tells me no. Yeah. Until you need right that now, my down. body. Yeah. Right now, my body isn't telling me no. My knees aren't telling me no. So until that point happens, I'm just going to keep going. Damn. I'm just going to keep going. Just trying to get myself better. Damn. So That's let's sick. fucking go, dude. That's sick. Dude. January. January is going to be insane. I'm, dude, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to look fucking nutty. We're going to look <laughs> super so. fucking nutty. I think so. Okay. Here's another thing, too. Okay. I just, I just, I just discovered creatine. What? Yeah. I just discovered creatine. I never even thought about it. Never even bothered to think about it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I started with that and, uh, it's, but this is just like pure creatine. Yeah. This isn't like part of like a, a a pre-workout or anything like that. And like, even with that, like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just that I've been doing this steady for for like a week and a half, but I, I'm usually kind of exhausted afterwards. I don't feel that right now. I'm actually feeling kind of good Yeah. after the run. Yeah. You know so what I mean? Creatine, I'm sure you know, like uh, pumps your muscles just full of fucking water and nutrients and it floods them. So like after the, the big intake process, which typically takes a, about a week, if you just take, you know, the recommended dose of one scoop per day, or if you do the front loading, which some people do where they take two scoops per day, for like four to seven days. So yeah, that actually, I'm glad you said that because the 
at least the front loading, the instructions were, because this is a five gram scoop, mm -hmm. they said to do it uh, four times a day yeah. for five to seven days and then transition off to one to one scoop. So I'm in the transition phase now. I just started today. Yeah, the, the front loading uh, helps a lot. Definitely with the, the initial recovery that you're going to have, like when you're getting into working out and stuff. But man, having creatine, um, I know it's fucking stupid because everybody's like, oh, creatine, blah, blah, blah. You know, like there's, there's like weird views about creatine, but it's literally outside of whey protein. It is the only proven supplement that always works. I mean, because it's, it's essentially stuff that's uh, already produced, right? Yeah. So body. it's, yeah, it's what you get from eating red meat. Um, and to get the levels of creatine that you need to have effective recovery, uh, and, uh, pushing nutrients into your muscles quickly so that you're not always fucking sore and all this other stuff, you'd have to eat like a shitload of steaks, like an uncomfortable level of steaks, which would just make you fucking fat. So this is, um, a good way to get around it. Oh yeah. Although I wouldn't mind the steak either. Same, same steaks right. are fucking good. Damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, fucking pumps and pixels, man. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what we're about today. Fuck. Yeah. I'm glad, right. um, you know, cause it, it, before we get into, to the real stuff, yeah. uh, it is October and everybody's doing sober October or some type of revamp of themselves. Yeah. Everybody likes to do it. Right. So, uh, we're kind of also in that mindset. So, uh, hopefully this bit. shit doesn't bother you guys, but Hey, if it does, uh, you probably only have to listen to it three more times. <laughs> so <laughs> That's I'll, right. Yeah. That's right. I almost forgot. It's a, it's a weekly thing. It's a yeah. weekly thing. Yeah. Put it into perspective. I like that. I like that, dude. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making uh, some small changes in our lives. Uh, and so hopefully other people who are listening, you know, get, get to get a little motivated by that. Or maybe you just say, fuck this. I don't bit. care about it. Um, but everybody's doing it. Uh, if you, if you're not bettering yourself this month, maybe, maybe you should, maybe you should just take yeah. on a small challenge. Drink a little I mean, bit more water every day. Cause I'm, if, if you think about it, if my fat ass can do it, what's your excuse? Ooh. Ooh. You fucking burn, bitch. Got him. Got him. Fucking got him. Fuck. So we got, so this is spooky season. This is I, spooky season. Yeah. And we're going to start off with some spooky news, right? Yeah. All right. So it's, uh, we're, we're in the, we're kind of in like in a transition phase right now. Not a, not a whole lot going on, but last week was interesting. So we're going to get right into it. As you said, spooky season is coming up. Hell yeah. And we've been hearing some some talk about Silent Hill remasters, this and that. What's going on? We actually got a confirmation. Confirmation. Silent Hill. Something called the short message. Silent. That's the subtitle of the game. Silent Hill short message was rated in Korea. Now, if you follow these kind of things, usually when it's rated in Korea, most of the time we're talking about a month, couple of weeks after that, it's usually announced because this game is essentially ready to go. Yep. Now, we don't know too much about it. The only thing that we do know, it's being published by a company called Uniana, something like that. And Uniana is essentially a Korean partner that publishes Konami games in Korea. Unfortunately, like I said, we don't know too much about it. The short message, it's... It could be, maybe it's like a PT-style demo, but yeah. they're going to be uh, 
releasing to to promote a future Silent Hill game. Maybe it's a smaller game. It doesn't sound like a mainline Silent Hill game. So maybe it's a like Annapurna was was tapped to do some of the smaller episodic Silent Hill type of things, although nothing's been officially announced or anything like that. So it could be something like that. But timing is interesting because we are in spooky season and yeah. who knows, like maybe this is going to be, you know, maybe towards, towards the end of October, we're going to get some, we're going to get some spooky Silent Hill shit, man. Yeah. And, and if, like you said, if this is a small, a small title, this may just be one of those announce and drop fucking things. Hey, this game's being announced today it and be. it is on the, you know, the game game stores right now. Um, so we could get something like that. Any anything that's Silent Hill right now is is a welcome fucking thing in my eyes. It's been I agree forever yeah. since we had a, a mainline Silent Hill title. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, so next up uh, is something that actually you inspired me to uh, to actually come up with because you sent me over a a trailer for a game called Wild Hearts. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that, uh, that was that monster hunter kind of game, mm-hmm. um, set in feudal Japan or something like that. And when I saw the trailer, I saw that it's being released sometime in February of 2023. Right. Yep. And I started to realize February of 2023 has a shitload of stuff that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Has all a the shitload stuff, of stuff. All the stuff that they announced in, uh, oh God. Uh, what was that that game showcase that we watched? Uh, we were joking Ooh, about like so how many. much. Yeah, we were joking about like how many um, games were coming out Wait. right around uh, Valentine's Day, and we're just like, oh, yeah, those, I think it was Tokyo be. Game Show or yeah. something like that. It might have been the Tokyo Game Show. It is stacked, dude. It is stacked. So after seeing that, I went ahead and compiled just just some games that I know uh, are coming in, and there's even some that aren't even here because. I, I have I wasn't able to get a concrete date. Mm-hmm. So first off, February second. This is all, and again, this is all February twenty twenty three. February second, Deliver Us Mars. Never really, we haven't covered this game, but it seems like it's a third person sci fi action adventure type game. Looks kind of interesting. A little bit probably more on the narrative side. Uh, February third, the day after, Dead Island two. You know, it's probably going to be one of the biggest uh, FPS action horror type games coming out that month Mm -hmm. february 10th we have hogwarts legacy motherfucking harry potter and shit yeah right third person action adventure rpg game that's dropping valentine's day february 14th that game that we were talking about wanted dead that's that third person action adventure like bitch like slices them in half and stuff like that that's gonna be wild i actually can't wait for that a couple of days after that on february 16th Theater rhythm, final bar line. I'm not into music rhythm games, but come on, man. It's Square Enix. It's yeah. You're getting all this Square Enix music in a music rhythm game, co-op. Come on. Like, it's... You gotta, you gotta play it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna play the fuck out of it. And then, as I said, February 17th, Wild Hearts. The game uh, that you sent me. So, you know, it's a Monster Hunter-inspired game set in feudal Japan. Setting down traps and booby traps and whatnot. Looks kind of dope. Don't know too much about it. I yep. guess we'll find... I think we're supposed to find out more about it. I think either today... was. I think it was either tonight or or tomorrow. They're going to do like a gameplay trailer. So we'll see a little bit more what it's like. 
February 24th, just four days after that. Like a Dragon Ishin. Third person action adventure in the Like a Dragon um, I don't know, world of the remake of the old PS3, PS4 game. That's going to be fucking bonkers. I'm all over that shit. Already, there's like four or five games that I already want to play. Yeah. Just in just in like those two, two and a half weeks, right? <laughs> God damn it. After that, February 23rd, Atelier Riza 3, JRPG, if that's your thing. I might want to try it out. I, I'm looking for more JRPGs. And this game was just announced that it was delayed. It was delayed until today. And that is uh, Company of Heroes 3. I think Company of Heroes 3, I don't know what that is. Isn't it a, I, a, I I thought Company of Heroes is just an FPS game, right? It might have been an FPS. I, I'm confused if it's an FPS or some sort of like strategy, uh, like military Ooh, yeah, strategy. Yeah, it could be a it could be a SRPG. Uh, I haven't seen the Company of Heroes title uh, in a fucking long time, a super long yeah. time. So it looks like it's a real-time strategy action game so okay. it's it's probably one of those things but a, more like a modern military um so think about a more realistic like um uh advanced wars or something like that you know what i mean okay and then the day after that that was february 23rd 24th we have octopath traveler 2 square enix's next big 2d hd jrpg same day kirby's return to dreamland deluxe Fuck. so if you enjoy the 3D Kirby and want to play this new uh, remake or remaster of, I think this was a Wii game or Wii U. Yeah. So it's a more traditional kind of 2D Kirby game. So that's coming out on the 24th. And then finally, last day of February, Destiny 2, Lightfall, that expansion, FPS MMO. Destiny players are going to be all over that. So if you... If you were thinking about getting into the Destiny 2 expansion and you're interested in these games, you got like a week or two to get your fill before you're going to be stuck in the Destiny 2 world for for a bit. That's a lot of shit. That is a lot of shit in 26 days. Uh, mm-hmm. Just back-to-back fucking bangers. Um, I, I'm confused about like how anybody's going to find the time to actually play all this stuff. I, I, I think this is just a backlog month. Like this is where you're just filling shit up yeah. and you're playing like one or two games, uh, especially the, you know, like a dragon game that that's going to be sick as fuck. Theater rhythm just looks like a fun, you know, lay down in the bed, uh, taking a shit type of game, maybe playing with somebody couch <laughs> co-op or take, you know, playing uh toilet co-op. <laughs> take, take a, taking a shit on your couch co-op. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but all these games, I mean, there, there are some complete fucking bangers in here. Uh, Dead oh Island, Hog, Hogwarts, back to back fucking shit. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know either. It's it's so confusing, and I I think I have, I have like three or four of these, pre-ordered. Like already pre ordered. Same. Yeah. So, oh man, it's it's stupid. It's stupid, and we still have, we still have what like, oh shit, it's it's October. Almost forgot this is the first week in October, man. Time is flying, isn't it? Yeah, we got. Four months till this shit pops four months. off. And there's we already four months and there's there's already shit coming out between now and then. Yeah. And there's no telling if anything else is gonna get pushed back into uh into February. I think uh what was the there is a game coming out in January. Um 
I think it's like the last day in January. It could get pushed back a week, mm-hmm. you know. I forget what game that was, but it's a it's a it's another biggie. But anyways, just letting you guys know, in a couple of months, February twenty twenty three, so much shit yeah. is dropping. So get you, ready. If you have a significant other, pick something on that list, make them buy it for you. Yeah. Or save up your pennies between, you know, Christmas and February. Well, and if you don't, hey, you got a whole bunch of things to to take your mind off of that. Mm. You can you can play video games and to hide your sadness all the way into March, man. True. And you know, with something like theater rhythm, that's a one handed game. You can knuckle shuffle that motherfucker. I <laughs> can. <laughs> However many knuckles spoken you like got. a spoken like a veteran. Nice. That's <laughs> <What the> fuck? <laughs> all we do is play video games and shuffle knuckles. Apparently, shuffle um, knuckles, man. Jesus. Shit. All right, and uh, we got we got a little bit of interesting news from uh, from the Sony side with their PSVR two. We we don't know too much about PSVR two. They've given us a little bit of the specs. We know it's kind of kind of high end. For what it is, we don't know the price point. We don't know the release date. That's for that's for sure. However, they they had a a sit down, or somebody had to sit down with Bloomberg, and we basically got kind of what their idea, what Sony's idea of PSVR two means for them as a company, and they seem kind of uh, optimistic about it because. Right now, it seems that we have full bore production on the PSVR 2 hardware. And they are trying to have 2 million PSVR 2 headsets ready by March of 2023. That's a lot of fucking headsets. That's a lot of fucking headsets. So they are hoping for good sales of this probably very expensive VR product. Very expensive. Now, in comparison... PSVR 1 took 8 months before it shipped a million. That's a that's a long time for just a million. And now maybe maybe March 2023 is when they when they want to release it and they're thinking they're going to they're going to sell through. I don't know. Wow. MetaQuest 2, this is um this is on the cheaper side of things. We don't expect we don't expect Sony to sell it for uh at least the original Meta 2 prices. Uh, they recently increased their price. But Meta Quest 2 sold 2.8 million units in their first quarter. That's a lot. It is. I'm assuming it's probably going to be somewhere in between. Maybe they're going to maybe they're going to burn through 1.5 million head headsets. We'll find out. But it's I'm I'm really excited about the the VR the VR technology, especially now. And I'm hoping this is a positive step forward which shows that Sony is going to fully support this. Not like the, not like the previous VR too, you know, the VR headset, you know, it's, it's, it's good for what it is. Didn't have a whole bunch of software. Some of the software was super good. Some of the software was kind of shit. I'm hoping that this means that we're going to have a strong lineup of games, a lot of, a lot of studios pumping out quality stuff. And Sony is betting big. Mm. And I'm kind of excited for it. I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, it would be nice to have a a, a better experience than the, the VR one, right? 
I um, think so. And the fact that they have like legit fucking controllers instead of the light yeah. ones. <laughs> it doesn't, it, you know, I remember the first time I played the, uh, played with anything with the motion controllers was that stupid candlestick game. Uh, I don't know. We played it at fucking Magfest. I don't know if you were there that year, but that's the only thing that I've played on with the PS uh, motion controllers, and I fucking hated it. Um, and when they said it was in the VR system, I was like, "I'm never going to fucking get this until it went on sale." Uh, <laughs> and I still haven't even taken it out of the shipment box. So, we'll see. true, true. No, I get it. I get it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We still don't know. We still don't know. On on top of that, Sony also had a, kind of a leak, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on depending on what your uh, idea is about this. And it was um, it was an Excel document. So somebody leaked an Excel document, and this appears to be from a source in Europe, because a lot of the information that we saw here directly referenced uh, some some development studios, some helper studios owned by Sony that exist over in Europe. And we heard a little bit about of a remake coming through that people were kind of upset about because they were talking about remastering Horizon Zero Dawn, the first Horizon Zero Dawn, or the first Horizon game for the PS5. And with the whole shit with like The Last of Us Part 1, you know, the third kind of, or the second remaster, the third version of the game yeah. that has technically been been available, you know, for the PS, if you have the PS5, you could pay, you could play the PS4 remaster. You yeah. didn't necessarily need the PS5 remake. And this is kind of like on the same vein and people are like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you spending the resources and time to do this when you could be remastering or remaking older games that we can't we can't play right now whatever whatever the reason is i think this document was a source of that and uh if we go through the document there's there's a couple of things here three studios are listed here one that we know of uh, is the horizon uh folks gorilla studios and they and since this document was uh originated around 2000 21 supposedly this talks about you know horizon uh, forbidden west horizon 2 which uh, at the time was still i guess maybe in the polishing stage maybe late late development um and it seems to have ended whatever work they were doing around january which lines up with the february 18th uh release date from this past year and it looks like they're they are working on dlc and support for the game right now we have we haven't confirmed that they're working on the PC port, but we assume they are. And it looks like the this confirms that Horizon Forbidden West is uh, getting a PC port, and it looks like it started development or maybe uh, pre-production around December of 2021. And again, the Horizon remaster for PS5. Along with this, Sony has also been kind of moving maybe not towards the games as a service kind of model but they are interested in kind of dipping their toes into it and this document shows that there is a games as a service horizon online kind of game 
that is going to be released for PS5 and PC. A lot of Horizon shit. Next, we have uh, a group called XDev. XDev is, it seems like it's more of like a helper studio. So XDev kind of steps in to help other development studios kind of complete work for, you know, PS5 related properties. So XDev seems to be collaborating with a group called Fire Sprite, which looked like they were uh, mainly a, a VR development group. So there were some some VR games that they produced for the first uh, PSVR headset. Um, they are currently working on Horizon VR, which Sony, I do believe, did a demo or a gameplay demo, something like that, or trailer, I think a week or two ago. So they've already been confirmed to be working on that, and this document kind of confirms that. Um, but they also t uh, show something called Heartbreak. Not too sure if that's the name of the game or if that's just a code name. And it's a survival horror game for the PS5 and the PC. And they're specifically calling it out the Unreal 5 engine. So that sounds that sounds very interesting. Uh, next we have Sumo Digital. Sumo Digital is typically known for working on Sackboy games for Sony. Um, they, they listed in this document they are working on Sackboy for PC, which I believe Sony either confirmed this past week or the week before. We do know that Sackboy is coming uh, to Steam. But they're also working on something else called Carbon, which is an open world game for the PS5, which I don't believe we've heard about just yet. So it looks like Sumo Digital is working on something for Sony. Next, XDev is working with a company called Lucid, known for Destruction All-Stars. Womp, womp, womp. That was the game that Sony tried to launch, I think, for 70 bucks, and then something happened, and then they ended up just giving it to us for free. Probably because <laughs> it, it probably was going to be a shit game. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, so, uh, but they're apparently making another game called Red Star, again, probably a code name, which seems to be a vehicular combat game, which is kind of similar to Destruction All-Star, so maybe they're rebooting it and trying, trying the idea going in a different direction. XDev is also working with Housemark, so we've heard rumblings that Returnal, which I fucking love, guys. Returnal is getting a PC port. We've even seen a video where somebody leaked the settings menu for Returnal PC. You know, showing things like it supports like ray tracing, DLSS, and things like that. Very advanced graphical stuff. So it does sound like this confirms that they are indeed working on a port of Returnal, but again, it hasn't been announced. Also, XDev is working with Koei Tecmo, Ronin. You know, the game that we that we found out about during the state of play. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, I don't think they've really started to work on it, but it seems XDev is going to have a hand in it once once it starts up. Next up is Kojima Productions. They have a code name called Ocean, which we're speculating is going to be a sequel to Death Stranding. And that's going to be coming out for the PS5. It looks like the... Development work started, I think, mid-2021, something like that. Still no confirmation from Kojima Productions, no confirmation from Sony that this is coming out, although I do believe Norman Reedus, with his simple ass, accidentally leaked out some things. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was on purpose. Probably on they purpose. even had, there was like a meme where like Kojima was uh, was holding the uh, the bat from, uh, what's, what's, the, what's the guy dead. from Walking yeah. yeah. 
I forget the name of the guy with Negan. Walking Dead with the Negan. Yeah. yeah. So he had Negan's bat, and I think Norman Reedus was like kneeling down in front of him, and Kojima was like, ah, "I'm about to bash your brains open." Hilarious, right? I love violence. Uh, they're also working with uh, a company called Ballistic Motion. Ballistic Motion. Oh, Ballistic Moon. Excuse me. Ballistic Moon is working on a survival horror game called Bates or Codename Bates for PS5, PC. A lot of a lot of survival horror, a lot I of open that's, world uh, stuff. A reference to the original Psycho with Bates Hotel. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, One hundred percent. It's a reference to it. One hundred percent. So may, hey, maybe they're doing a maybe they're doing like a Psycho. Maybe it's a maybe it's a um, a licensed property title where they're actually yeah. doing like a Psycho license. Who knows? I mean, that's kind of maybe that's, that's kind of been the thing yeah. lately with survival horror games, right? That uh, is but, true. Friday the Thirteenth and all that stuff, just to uh, get people in with an IP they're already familiar with. Yeah, and it could be. Uh, it's. It sounds like it's. It, I want to say the ballistic motion because they they have a they have a column where they say whether or not they have multiplayer or not, and I do believe that this is supposed to not have multiplayer. So oh. this could be just a literal sir like a, a one player survival horror game maybe in the psycho universe who knows it's a whole bunch of speculation uh and lastly we have london studios which produced some vr games as well as some eye toy games so they <laughs> they tend to mess with a lot of accessories that sony tends to put out so they they produce games that utilize these accessories and they're working on games as a service game codenamed camden for ps5 and pc a lot of interesting information there. Um, a lot of people were kind of upset to see this. They they think that this is the only thing that Sony has going for them for the next year and a half or something like that because they're idiots, I guess. Um, yeah, man, this is like this is like three British only first party studios yeah. from Sony, and this is some this is some shit. Well, except for Gorilla, I don't know if Gorilla is British, um, but this is some shit they're working on. Yeah, uh, Sony so, owns a lot more than this. I, I have a question about uh, games as a service because I understand software as a service. How the fuck does games as a service work? A uh, game is used to push microtransactions. This is essentially what it is. Oh, that's fucking rough. Yeah, you can think of. So this um, is your Raid Shadow Legends of fucking video gaming. Yeah, it's like the Raid Shadow Legends, it's the Apex Legends. Uh, type of shit. It's essentially Overwatch something too. to get people playing, to get you to spend some money to, you know, I don't know, outfit your character, skins, something like that. Make you stand out against the other motherfuckers that are playing the game with you. Okay. That, that seems to be what it is. And the the thing is, is like it's very lucrative for these companies. It now. is. I so, mean, look at companies got, like uh, Riot. I mean, also mostly all they do is games as a service, as I understand. Yeah, that. yeah. And the the leak of this the leak of this document is interesting because we actually had an interview today, October fourth, with uh, PlayStation Studios chief Herman Holst, and in it they basically outlined what Sony's, I guess, um, where they're moving forward where they're moving forward towards. Because we've heard that, you know, they're trying to get into the PC space. They're trying to dip their hands into games as a service. They seem to have, like, first-person experiences on lock. And 
in this kind of interview, they go over that, um, like, hey, you know, don't worry. Like, you know, Sony's first person, uh, well, not first person, but their first party open world um, single player games is where a lot of their profit comes from. So they're not going to move away from that. They're they're basically just also adding games as a service. It's just another another portion of okay. their output. Okay. And uh, again, they are dipping their toes into the PC space because we had uh, what was it? So we had Spider Man. We had the um, the Naughty Dog. Was it Naughty Dog? We had the Spider Man game that was released not too long ago. We just found out that Miles Morales, the not the sequel, but kind of like a, a smaller story within the Spider-Man universe, they confirmed that that is coming later this year. Fall 2022, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, which is, I want to say that it's Uncharted 4 and uh, the kind of like the offshoot game. I forget the name of the, the, the subtitle of that, but that's coming October 19th. Sackboy, which we talked about a little bit earlier, October 27th. Returnal PC, again, we we kind of understand that it exists, but they haven't they haven't really confirmed it yet. So we know that's coming. And they're really high quality ports too. Not only do they give you the same experience that you would have gotten like on the PS5, but they also increase it as well. You get better frame rates, better better visual settings, you get more advanced visual settings. You know, ultra widescreen support. So the people who are actually porting these these titles, they're doing a very good job of it. And it seems like they're going to be going into a direction where, you know, the PC version is going to be probably the definitive version of the game. Fuck yeah. But from what they've said is the games as a service games, they're going to be releasing day and date on PC and PS5. So you don't have to wait for that. The single player games kind of like the Spider-Mans and your God of Wars and things like that, those are going to be at least a year out from the PS5 version because they don't want to eat into the PS5 sales. So you're going to get released it's going to get released on the PS5 and about a year later something like that a PC version is going to be inevitably released and that'll probably be the definitive version because you know it's ever evolving. You know, you're going to be getting a better graphics card. You know, you're going to pop in your 4090 in there and you're going to have <laughs> higher frame rates, better textures, better, better shadows, better ray tracing, uh, fucking ray tracing, all of that shit. Right. So it's, it's cool. It's cool. It seems like Sony is finally moving out of their little box and moving into kind of like the other spaces. I mean, fuck it. If, if they can put out a games as a service that makes them tons of money, hopefully, that means that there's more more money to spend on some of the single player experiences that we yeah that we tend to look especially me because you know like I'm old as fuck and I got through my multiplayer online bullshit like a decade ago man so, I don't give a fuck I don't have time I don't have time to grind I don't have time to invest like a, as a second job one of these games as a service type shits I just want my single, like, I want to be able to pick it up, you know, play for a little bit, stop, and then pick up where I left off. You know, I'm none, I'm none worse off from having done that. Agreed. That's what I'm into. And if uh, games as a service really, uh, really takes off for them, they invest more and give us more of that shit. 
I'm all for it. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid of it. Uh, as long as it's not, you know, some some fucking cash grab. Uh, and if it is a cash grab, and it like you said, it, it it pushes us back into the single player IPs or lets us to, you know, get remasters of old IPs like Legacy of Kane. You know, uh, I've been seeing a lot of <laughs> yeah. stirrings about that. Please, please, and thank you. Um, that would be sick as fuck. I know that's Crystal Dynamics. Yeah. It's not really the same company, but. It's not the same company, but it was, um, uh, I did hear that Crystal Dynamics didn't send out a, a survey or kind of like a survey. Yeah. Something like that. Asking like, Hey guys, like, uh, I don't know. Like, what do you think about legacy King? Like yeah. fucking ruled. <laughs> yeah. Bring it back, please. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. As long, if we get more stuff out of this, like I'm all for it. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, you know. let let the whales pay for the rest of us to play cool shit. I'm down. Right. Cuz you know, like maybe like every band has to make their has to make their like mainstream album. <laughs> yeah, maybe they sell out shit just a little bit. Yeah. They'll they'll do those they maybe they'll do their sellout album and maybe they'll use that money to make like their that personal that personal album that you know, maybe the studio wouldn't have let them record yeah. until unless that that other album had, you know, sold you know, 10 million copies or yeah. whatever. I guess it's like so. a throw, throw, throwback reference. This is all of this, uh, games as a service is, uh, just like Evanescence, bring me back to life or whatever. Wake me up. Oh God. Shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bring me back to life. It basically funded their entire career. Although yeah. my immortal was kind of awesome. Yeah, I can't believe we just went into the, into a, <laughs> a very specific Evanescence, uh, album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I know too much about Evanescence. I, I was an Evanescence fan. Same. Come on. Amy Lee was hot. And still is kind of fight me hot. if you didn't think so. Still is kind of yeah. hot. Damn. Damn, girl. You pale as a ghost. Mm. <laughs> you ever seen outside <laughs> before? Speaking yeah. of ghosts, though, we got some <laughs> we got some dead <laughs> shit going on. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. I almost couldn't follow that. That segue because <laughs> that I didn't. Like, I was almost like, "Ooh, I can't wait to hear about this ghost." <laughs> my, but yes, my PC so today, <laughs> yeah, today, oh, today on October fourth, we finally got some Dead Space gameplay. Oh, goddamn time! And you man. know what? And you know what? It looks kind of fucking good. It does. It looks real good. It makes you forget that this is an old ass fucking game. It does, and it also makes me kind of. Forget about the Callisto Protocol. Yeah. Someday, no. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't need Callisto Protocol anymore, dude. I don't need it. I don't know if I need it anymore. The only my only complaint about this trailer, and for you YouTube folks, you're gonna you're gonna get a little sneak peek of it. I I don't know if this trailer was meant to show off the the actual gameplay. Because it seems like I, you know, like I, I've played the original back in the day and I can see where this is coming from, but it doesn't look like it's, it's a whole bunch of gameplay. But the one thing that does bother me about it is that the frame rate fucking sucks. Well, that could and just again, be, I don't know if this, that just could be YouTube it could, though. It, no, it's, they might've done, tried to do like a cinematic type of trailer. Oh, where 24 they, maybe frames. they did it 24 frames or something like that. Yeah. I... I just hope it's not, I just hope it's not like that because it it was it's jerky and I it kind of seemed it kind of seemed just off you know what I mean 
that's the only thing I, I want to see. I definitely need to see more for sure. Yeah. But I'm I'm invested in this. I fucking loved the original Dead Space, and I can't wait to play the remaster. I I thought about replaying it just recently, uh, and I was like, the the trailer launched, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna play it. I'm not gonna fuck with it. I'm just gonna wait. Um, the the one thing I have heard about it is that it seems that they are going to take a little bit of the lore from Dead Space 2 and 3, and they're going to kind of not necessarily uh, retcon the story, but we're going to get a little bit more uh, references Ooh. to some of that, some of the upcoming stuff in the game. Because if you've played through the game, there there is a... There is a... Uh, God, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but there is something in the game which is amazing to experience and it's let's just say it's it's a great it's a it's a great moment in the game okay and uh you don't see it coming but because this is like a a remake of the of dead space they now that we now that the cat's out of the bag for people who have played the game uh it does seem that we're going to get a little bit more backstory to that in in this version of the of the of dead space which is kind of exciting. I can't wait. If you guys can't wait, just just go buy, just go play the Dead Space games. Yeah, I don't. You don't need the you don't need the graphical fidelity to enjoy it. It's a really good fucking series. Just do it. Yeah, and and from what I remember, like after you understand the uh, the mechanics of how to interact with the the creatures and stuff, like how to shoot them and stuff, uh, it doesn't become that hard. It just becomes like a fun fucking shooter. Yeah, you know, the the limb dismemberment was a, a really huge selling point for the game back in the day when it first uh when it first launched. And like you said, you know, it's it's all about utilizing the the weapons that you have because the weapons the mep, the weapons are designed uh with that game mechanic in mind. So, some of the weapons that you have are more uh effective at certain types of dismemberments and certain enemy types have very specific, uh, excuse me, <laughs> certain enemy types have kind of specific uh, dismemberment, I guess, uh, a more efficient way to yeah. kind of disable an enemy and things like that. It's really fun once you, once you kind of learn the ins and outs of that, it's really fun just to, just to tear these sons of bitches apart, for sure. And this game is being released on December, tw- not December, January 27th of 2023. I think this is the game that I was thinking about. It's possible that if the game gets delayed, it might get pushed into February. So this could be coming in the middle of February with all the other shit that's coming out. Yeah. It'll be crazy. The other thing that they announced, which I'm not going to touch because it's fucking out of control. They announced a collector's edition of this game. And the collector's edition is going to be, I think it's exclusive. It is. It's going to be exclusively distributed by Limited Run Games. And this motherfucker is $275. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But the shit that you get with it all kind of sucks, <laughs> except for one fucking thing. And it almost made me pull the trigger on it. Actually, two things in there are kind of fucking cool. It looks it looks, it looks, looks really cool. I will, I will give it that. So you will get the PS5 disc, Xbox disc, or if you get the PC version, they actually have a PC version of this collector's edition. It's going to be a 
Origin code. And I believe Origin is the launcher associated with EA games. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to get the Origin launcher if you want to play this. Uh, you get a collector's box. And you get a full size wearable replica of Isaac's helmet with working lights. You get that little blue lights. You get the little, uh, those little slits yep. in his helmet. Looks really fucking good. It looks sick Really as fuck. fucking good. Mm. The Especially, I love, I love the blue, the blue light that as well. It's like blue, like maybe greenish. Yeah. Blue, green, something like that. It looks hella looks sick. Dope. The, yeah, it does. the thing that made me not want to get this collector's edition, I don't want to shit all these guys too much, but the Doom helmet that they did had a recall. I think it was a Doom helmet one of their helmets really? they've only produced like two or three helmets it had a recall because the motherfucker just started molding like crazy like it is filled up with mold and that's not something that's good for when you want to put it on your fucking head <laughs> so uh, i'm hoping that they learned something uh from that last one maybe they don't use the same paint or the same foam material inside to encase your head yeah um no no i i get you i get you it's I don't know. It's the same as like these fucking game companies like Blizzard uh, producing steins that they paint with lead paint and you're supposed to drink out Yum. of them and then you get a fucking card in it. It's like, you know, a one inch by two inch card and it says, hey, don't fucking drink out of this. This shit's poisonous. <laughs> so, uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, good times. A stein um, of all things. Yeah. You also get the so, uh, soundtrack yeah. and a bunch of other cool shit in here, right? Yeah, so you get the uh, you get the Dead Space CD soundtrack, a lithograph print. Uh, looks like you get a foil stamp folio to hold your lithograph. Four mini posters, Ishimura patch, a marker enamel pin, uh, a four inch metal marker statue, and a Dead Space steel book. The one thing I will say, I know it's limited run games, but you don't have to rush out to get it. It's not really that limited, and here's why. Pre-orders, they have pre-orders open right now. The pre-orders are closing the day that the game gets released. So January 27th is when they close pre-orders. And the reason why they're doing this is because the game is going to ship to you on January 27th. The collector's materials are going to be coming later. And if they're stopping pre-orders on January 27th, you're probably not going to get it until probably like later that year. Yeah. Maybe not until the end of 2023. You know what I mean? It seems to be the fucking thing that everybody's doing, though, man. It is. Speaking I, of, I don't hate it. I, I don't. I don't uh, like I don't it. But like, I don't. Hate I don't it. like it either. I, I just want. And again, like I have really weird hangups when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like I want my collector's edition to contain the fucking game inside of the package. Yes. It's just. That's just. That's just something like the fact that. The fact that it gets shipped out separately means that it was never intended to go inside the fucking box, which means that the collector's edition wasn't manufactured with the, the idea that the game was going in the fucking box, yeah. which means that this could be any, and I, and I get it. There's, there's multiple platforms. So the idea that you could purchase any version of the game that you want and the collector's materials will be the same regardless. They don't have to print a unique box yeah, for with your every individual game. Your green Xbox or your red yeah. Switch. But fuck you. That's what I want. It I is. want you to spend the extra time to do that shit. But I get it. 
Speaking of shipping later, I just got your scene of Blade Chronicles three. Ooh, I was going to ask. Stuff. Yeah, it got it del- got delivered today. Nice, and it's it's a hefty boy too. I was shocked at how heavy that motherfucker is. So there's a lot of shit. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, as I said, um, you have until January 27th to put in your order for the collector's edition if you want to. The The actual individual game itself, uh, the PS5, Xbox Series disc, those are going to be going up in retailers. So if you don't want any of this stuff, you can order the games through Best Buy, Amazon. I don't think there's going to be any additional versions of this game. Who knows? But ad- limited run games, at the very least... Uh, we'll have a collector's edition. So check it out if you're interested. And then finally, for some of the news, well, this is just on the news section. We have a few more sections coming up. Uh, CD Projekt Red confirmed today, kind of like their new shit that's going on. Um, they had already talked, and you know, this is this is kind of like after the, the whole cyberpunk bullshit that was... That was happening. I'm sure they are ecstatic to move away from this bullshit. They're just like, "Bucks, fuck everything that happened with Cyberbuck 2077. <laughs> Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's yeah. kind of shove it to the side." So today, CD Projekt Red confirmed three things. First, there's a new Witcher trilogy coming. Not only is there a new Witcher trilogy company uh, coming, there are two games that are going to be inside of the Witcher universe. That are going to be developed by uh, other companies. The first cool. thing is the new trilogy that's going to be developed by CD Projekt Red. It is called Polaris. That is the code name for this new Witcher trilogy. So that seems like it's either starting pre-production or they're starting to think about the game. Um, another one is called uh, Canis Majoris. This is a third-party uh, Witcher game that's going to be coming out. Uh, I don't think we have the name of the studio or developer who's going to be uh, developing this game. But I think uh, there was a leak of the logo for this. Kind of like the, the Witcher-style logo, and I think it was kind of like implying this Canis Majoris thing. Uh, the next code name that we have in the Witcher series is called Cirrus, and this is being done by the Molasses Flood. And uh, Molasses Flood is a uh, CD Projekt Red Studio, who has created games such as The Flame and the Flood and Drake Hollow that's been released. And on top of that, we heard about Phantom Liberty, which is going to be CD Project, CD, uh, Cyberpunk 2070, 2077's only DLC. Son of a bitch. We know that's coming, but they've also announced a CD, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 sequel called Codename Orion. So that was announced. So we have another game in the Cyberpunk series coming out. Super excited for that. Can't fucking wait. A little iffy on the on the Witcher stuff. And they also announced a new IP being developed by CD Projekt Red called Hater. Hmm. No word on what exactly this is. It's just a new IP that they've uh, that they've got in the pipeline that they're going to be working on. So if you are a Witcher fan. You guys are going to be eating good. Cyberpunk guys, we get an, they're going to get another shot at it. They're going to get another shot at it. And from what, I, from what we've heard, they are moving away from the engine that caused 
probably most of uh, Cyberpunk's problems. So it seems like they're probably going to be moving over to like the Unreal Engine or something. So maybe, maybe this is kind of like a do-over them for them with uh, Cyberpunk. Either way, uh, really enjoyed Cyberpunk, and I can't wait to to try out the new one when it comes out. Probably I, in like five six years. I feel like these names for the uh, Witcher trilogy stuff tells us a lot about the games. Sure. So you got Polaris, which is a triple star system, right? So that's the new trilogy. That makes sense. That's fucking cool that they, and they, they, they look at all these as like solar, like big star systems. Uh, Canis more, more Majoris is like a super red giant. So like this big fucking huge ass, uh, star, just fucking shit up. Then you got Sirius, which is a two star system. So binary star system. I kind of wonder what all of this shit means in terms of like, are these, are they looking at Canis Majoris just being like a, uh, a solo story that's big as fuck serious is, you know, something small, maybe they're going to break it into twos. And then you got the Polaris, like that's the new trilogy. So it makes sense that it's three stars. Um, I think they're trying to tell well, us you, something. I, I think you're, you're, you're definitely on the right track. I want to say that they've already, they've already admitted that these, these experiences are going to be, of similar length and quality mm. as the original trilogy. God damn. So it doesn't look like they're it doesn't look like this is gonna be just like a, a fucking cash grab for like a mobile a mobile game or something like that. You know what I mean? Well it would be I super think this weird is gonna to be, treat the Witcher yeah. that way, right? Because it is not only like a beloved beloved uh, narrative story, but it's a great game and you know I I think the show is really awesome. I don't know how other people feel about it, but uh, I would feel bad if they did a cash grab on this, on this on this on uh, this IP. Me too, me too. We'll see. CD Projekt Red is a huge company. Yeah. So hopefully they can they can pull this off and it doesn't become you know some sort of like management nightmare for the guys. So we'll look forward to it. Mm-hmm. And today is the first week of October, which means free shit. We're going to get free shit, guys. I love free I know, shit, dude. Ton of free shit. I know everybody listening, everybody watching, is subscribed to one or more of these services. Bar none. So we're going to talk about all the cool shit that is being released in October. We're probably going to get a little bit more information about one of these a little bit later on. But for the time being, I think we got like five, five services that are giving you some shit this October. And let's start with the PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus Essentials. You guys are going to be getting Hot Wheels Unleashed, an arcade racer for the PS5 and the PS4. Injustice 2, a fighting game for the PS4. Super Hot, an FPS with uh, kind of unique uh, movement mechanics. It's a super fun fucking game for the PS4. I played it in VR. I fucking loved it. Sony, please, if you haven't... I don't know if it's available for... Maybe it is available for VR and... Uh, it might be. I know PSVR. it was. I know it was on like all other VR systems. So yeah, cool shit though. So pick the games up. I want to say that they are available starting today. So go ahead and get them before you forget. If you forgot to get September games, tough fucking luck. They're, They're already gone. gone. Better <laughs> luck next time, man. Next up, Xbox games with gold. It still exists, and for what they're giving you kind of wonder why it does <laughs> they have windbound 
adventure RPG. I don't know. Windbound actually kind of seems. It kind of looked. It, it looked okay. Although yeah. It, the uh, the the reviews seem to be mixed on it. Womp womp. But pick it up anyways. You might as well. They're giving it to you away. Uh, giving it to you for free. Next is Bomber uh, Crew Deluxe Edition. Uh, some sort of simulation strategy game. Eh. I guess. Fucking pick it up. But Xbox Game Pass, now you guys are getting some cool shit. So, uh, so today, October 4th, 2022, Chivalry 2, multiplayer first-person slasher game. Kind of kind of dope-looking cloud console and PC. You can pick that up today, October 4th. Medieval Dynasty, a survival RPG for the Xbox Series X and S. That's going to be coming October 6th. Also on October 6th, if you are a narrative type of person, uh, The Walking Dead Season 1 and 2, the Telltale games, they will be dropping on October 6th. Make sure to check it out. Next we have Costume Quest. It's kind of like a Halloweenish inspired RPG from the Double Fine folks. Tim Schafer always does some good shit. I don't, think, I don't know if Tim Schafer was involved, but Double Fine was. And from what I've heard, it's pretty decent. Coming out for Cloud and Console, October 11th. Next, we have a game called Evil. It is a party game, kind of like in the style of Among Us, but medieval-ish. You know, it's kind of like a, a social thing where you guys do some stuff and pick out the murderer, I guess. I don't know if it's using that same kind of mechanic, but it's along the same vein. That's coming for console and PC on October 11th. Next is a game that we covered previously as part of the TGS, uh, Dyson Sphere Program. That is a space factory building sim. Uh, it's coming out on PC on October 13th. You'll be able to play it on Game, uh, game Pass. The next one was actually, um, it's called Scorn. And I kind of thought it was going to be just kind of like a super edgelord, um, you know, uh, a fucking like heavy metal cover band, you know, type of like edgelord bullshit. Mm -hmm. But this actually looks kind of dope. Uh, Scorn is a first person horror adventure game. And I kind of have horror... I kind of have body horror. I have the body horror part in uh, in uh, parenthesis because it's it's a very it's a very ghoulish kind of messed up body. Yeah, this kind is of this is the HR Geiger fucking alien yeah, inspired shit. It's, it's real it's, fucked looking. It's really fucked. It's really fucked. However, I have heard that it's pretty good, and it's also kind of like a short experience. And it's coming on October fourteenth, and I kind of, I kind of wish I, I was subscribed to Game Pass because I would play it. Yeah, but I, you can. I would, I would What's play up? it. I would play it. It also has, I, I want to say, there's a, um, god damn it, there's this European fucking dude. They call him the uh, horror painter or something like that. There's a lot of inspiration from his stuff that is super fucking creepy. If you're really into H.R. Geiger and super fucking weird horror and that horror painting dude um uh check him out this this game's fucked this game is super fucked looking is is that the guy that we got like super drunk or, or whatever so. let me, or let me on mushrooms name. and then we just decided to to fucking look at this dude's work yeah so i remember seeing it, it yeah he's polish it, it's a uh, zadisky balinski or whatever uh, he was yeah. killed for like $20. Like his neighbor yeah. came up to him and he was yeah. like, give me $20. And he's like, man, I'm fucking poor, dude. I'm fucking an old Polish guy. Nobody buys my art because it's fucking creepy. And the guy shot him and killed him uh, for 20 bucks or 10 bucks or something like that. All of his stuff is Fuck. fucked. Uh, it's super fucked. 
Yeah. So if you're into that kind of shit, Scorn's going to be right up your alley. Yeah, it is. I'm kind of into that shit. It's up my alley. I'm going to try to play it. Same. I'm going to have nightmares. I'm ready for it. And last up is A Plague Tale Requiem for Cloud PC, Xbox Series X, and X. Xbox Series X. I fucking hate Microsoft. I hate their naming convention, Motherfucker. For the current gen Xbox consoles, coming out on October 18th. But it's not all good news. Some games are leaving, guys. October 15th, all and all of these games leaving on October 15th are available on cloud console and PC. So by the time this comes out, you're probably going to have probably less than a week. So get on it. Leaving on October 15th, we have Bloodroots, Echo Generation, Into the Pit, Ring of Pain, Sable, and The Good Life. Make sure to check those out before they leave because you won't be able to play them. Next up, we have Amazon. I'm I'm sure a whole bunch of people are subscribed to Amazon Prime. Goddamn. I don't know if you know this, but they have fucking games that you can get, right? So, fuck it. Why not? They're giving away Fallout 76. Meh. An online FBX action RPG game. Apparently, it's in a decent state right now. So, if you're into the Fallout series and you're looking for maybe a little online action in the Fallout world... Fallout 76 is available for you guys. I think it just came out with like a, a patch or something recently too with like some new new content. That's interesting because I don't know if this is actually included. And this is this may just be the base game. I know they have like uh DLCs and things like that. Uh so this may be just the absolute base game Fallout 76. So if you're interested in maybe some of the additional stuff, check out Fallout 76 for free. And see what it's about. Maybe you'll drop a few dollars on the expansion stuff. They're also giving away Total War Warhammer 2, a turn-based strategy game in the Warhammer universe. Glass Masquerade Origins, a Art Deco-inspired puzzle game. Looks kind of dope if you're into that kind of stuff. Next is Loom. It is a point-and-click LucasArts adventure game from the 1990s. I think exactly 1990. So if you're into that old-school stuff, if you played... Um, the new Monkey Island game, and you're looking for something kind of like within that wheelhouse, Loom is a game that you're going to be wanting to pick up for free if you have Amazon Prime. Also, Heroes Hour is a pixel turn-based strategy RPG game, and that's available for free. And then next up, probably I think the most most interesting game, at least from my perspective, is a game called Horse, which I apparently found out I already have in my Steam library, and I didn't know it. Uh, Horus is a pixel-based action platformer game um, with loads of 90s video game inspired elements in minigames. It's actually, it actually looks super fucking cool. Super fucking cool. A uh, huge fan of it. I haven't played it even though I've probably owned it for like a decade. Oh yeah, you this is I mean? the one. I, I always thought this was like some weird fucking Lego dude game, so. Yeah, so you star as, uh, or I guess you are a robot that was... Uh, I guess turned on by like this rich family or something like that. And then something happens and then you get powered down and then you power up with everything. Everybody's gone and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And like, there's, there's sections of the games where it looks like you're playing uh, a Horus version of like space Harrier, uh, like that old arcade game, uh, like a driving game ski free from like that, you know, the windows and windows game yeah, that came the, included, installed the, yeah, included down the, yeah, yeah. 
and Guitar uh, Hero, all kinds of weird shit in this. Too. Yeah, Guitar Hero. So there's there's a whole bunch of like really cool uh, switches in gameplay styles and things like that, and it looks pretty neat. So Prime Games, Amazon Prime, most of you probably have it. Check it out. Grab it. It's free. Yep. Next up, Humble Bundle. This isn't free, but this the uh, these are the games that are coming out for the Humble Bundle. October 2022 choice. Deathloop. FPS roguelite. Good shit. It's like Groundhog Day, except you need to kill all these motherfuckers instead of trying to bang Andy McDowell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Arcane Studios. Fucking dope people owned by Microsoft. They made Prey, which is probably one of the better games of this uh, the past four or five years. You should probably check that out too. Also, uh, for Humble Mundo, you're getting Monster Train First Class Collector's Edition. It is a roguelike deck building game if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, you're also getting Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope, a cinematic horror game that you can play with up to five people in co-op. That shit looks scary Disciples, as fuck. Oh, what was that? I said it looks scary as fuck, man. It does look. It's kind of like... Uh, I think that's probably why they included in uh, in October. It is. It is creepy as fuck. I think there's like a... There's like a doll or something like that in there, and there's like dead eyes and shit, and like eh, I don't know. it's uh, it's. I think I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, same. I think I'm gonna check it out. It's scary time, folks. You need to you need to do it. They're also giving away Disciples Liberation, a dark fantasy strategy RPG, uh, made of Skur, a first person survival horror. Looks kind of looks kind of cool. Uh, doesn't seem like it's combat ish heavy. I think it's kind of similar to uh, what was that other game? Mist or something. Game? Something like that. Or, so or it's, are you it's thinking uh, God? Um, that one that just came out, the Quarry or whatever. Uh, no, I think it's more of like Amnesia. I think is the game I was. Thinking oh, okay, about. okay, yeah, yeah. Amnesia. That's where you don't really fight back. You just have to kind of hide. Uh, what was the uh, the uh, Aliens game? Aliens Isolation. Yep. So a little I bit think of combat. Yeah, so I think it's similar along those veins. Uh, also, uh, Epic Chef, an adventure game with farm sim and crafting elements. It seems to be like pretty popular right now, so you can pick that up. Railroad Corporation, a railroad economic sim where you build out railroads, you know, try to try to start up a business and be profitable and shit. Uh, golf Gang, a golf-based party game where you're the ball. That was actually that was actually kind of like a little bit out there. It actually looks kind of neat. You're kind of racing, I guess, to get in the hole first. Yeah. Which I'm always in the hole first. Ooh. Yeah, you don't want to be second. You don't want to be, be 16th either. True that. Yeah. And uh, Humble Bundle has actually done some publishing work. Mm-hmm. And uh, with some of these games that they're publishing, they're, they're adding it to what they're calling the Humble Games Collection. And uh, the Humble Games Collection are games that you can play for free as being part of the uh, Humble Bundle Choice uh, subscription service. The two games that they've announced aren't releasing today, October 4th, but they will be coming later. And one's actually not even in October. The first one is called Signalis. Uh, This looks super fucking dope. This is a third-person survival horror game, uh, kind of like with PS1-style graphics. The kind of like the 3D models aren't really very well-defined, you know, the same kind of like very simple textures applied on those 3D models kind of looks like an kind of looks like a PS1 game. 
Uh, that's coming out October 27th. And again, it's for active Humble Bundle Choice members. And you can get it through the Humble Games Collection and the Humble app. The other game, uh, which also is looking really good, is a game called Ghost Song. Ghost Song is a 2D adventure game. And I, I don't know if I want to call it Metroidvania, but it is super inspired by Metroid, though. Because... The motherfucker has an arm cannon. And you're like blasting shit on an alien planet. I think it's I think it's literally Metroid, guys. I think yeah. it's literally Metroid. Yeah. And it looks fucking be, good though. It looks good. I gotta say, it looks good. So both of those games, again, for free to play through the Humble Games collection. You can't play it on Steam. You're not gonna get a key for it, but you'll be a but it'll be available, again, as part of the Humble Games Collection and uh, the Humble app, you have to be a member to the Humble Bundle Choice uh, subscription service to, in order to access the games. Hmm. Cool stuff. Now, finally, we come to the L's of the week. We've gone through all the cool stuff and things that we really want, you know, all these exciting things that are going to be happening. But here's some L's. The first one is... A very simple L, but uh, one that is, it's just been, man, it's been taking the L's for a long time. God <laughs> damn it. Skull and Bones, the pirate game, has been delayed again. This is number five, guys. Number five, Skull and Fucking Bones. In fact, Ubisoft, uh, they even did, they even did their Ubisoft forward like two, three weeks back, I think it was, when they did the whole Assassin's Creed stuff. And they were just like, oh, man, this is going to be so exciting. We have a technical test that we're going to do. And, you know, we're going to get all this feedback. And it's going to be amazing. And it was supposed to release in November of this year. And then they did the technical test that ended sometime, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And they're like, ooh, damn. So what you're saying is this game kind of sucks? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, fuck. Guess we got to delay the game then. So apparently, from what they've been told, the gameplay loop is a little shallow because you're a fucking pirate pirating shit on a boat on the ocean. And apparently that's all you really do. Like, you got these little places that you can dock and, I guess, take quests and shit, but there's really nothing to do there. It's basically just a hub to receive quests so you get the fuck out, get back in your boat, and blow shit up to get loot. And people were like, that's it? And they're like, yeah. And they were like, nah. nah. And they're like, fuck. All right, so we're delaying the game till March 9th of 2023. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do in the in the next three, four months to get this game ready to ship. That isn't going to be the same fucking game that they've been pushing off for so long. And one of the one of the speculations is that Ubisoft took some government grant money to actually develop this game, which means that they can't just cut their losses. They are financially responsible for the grant money that they took and they need to release a game in order to, I guess, avoid 
maybe some legal ramifications of taking the government grant money and then not producing anything, not releasing anything. I want to say that Kurt Schilling, I think his, yeah. uh, his group got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say that. the, the Kurt Schilling thing with that fucking, uh, the uh, RPG. Amalur, Kingdom yeah, of, Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. They, they fucked themselves. Um, fuck man. That was, that was a nightmare. Uh, it was. And, and I think this is Ubisoft's kind of um, attempt to avoid that, which I guess is unfortunate. Um, if you were not, maybe not a Sea of Thieves type of person with a rare, you know, art style with the kind of cartoony, and you were looking for something a little bit more adult, a little bit more serious, and you were looking toward looking forward towards uh, Skull and Bones, and it's just not ready yet. And even if it is, it might not be that good. <gasps> Anyways, but we'll find out on March 9th. And then we come to the to the real L of the week. We're going to come to the real L of the week. All right, guys. If you're watching, if you're listening, if possible, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to bow your heads. We're going to have to say goodbye to Google Stadia. Poor Google Stadia. We thought... We thought, we thought, we thought, we thought there was going to be some good things coming out. Google even established Stadia Games and Entertainment of March 2019. Even before Stadia was born, they were, it was almost like a setting up a college fund for a baby that hasn't been born yet. (laughs) They were going to, they were going to put it off, set it off on the right foot. And then Swaddling Stadia was born. On November 9th, 2021. Unfortunately, Stadia Games and Entertainment shuttered February 1st of 2021. Less than two years after Google decided, hey guys, like we want to do everything possible to make sure that Stadia is successful. And then they just killed it off. And unfortunately, Stadia's had to go. Damn. Stadia, although this is kind of like a future-ish type thing, Stadia is dying on January 18th of 2023, and Stadia will have only been three years old. Rip that streaming service. Yeah. It's going to be buried next to Google Play Music and all the other fucking things that Google has killed off in the time that it's been in existence. So much useful shit. And it's gone. And in lieu of flowers, guys, the family asks that you that you hit that like button. That you subscribe. <laughs> you you give us you give us thumbs up or thumbs down. Leave us a comment. And if you're listening on podcast, fellas, give us five stars. Poor Stadia. God damn. I don't... Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so yes this uh this past thursday thursday september 29th of 2022 a reddit user was attempting to access the the google stadia store mm-hmm. when all of a sudden he saw a banner with a message saying uh yo stadia will wind down on the 18th of january 2023 the Stadia store is now closed. 
what the fuck? The, the Reddit user posted this and everybody was just like, what the fuck is going on? Where is this coming from? Obviously, this is made up because people have been prophesizing about the death of Stadia for so long. People thought it was just like, you son of a bitch. Like, that's not funny. Ha ha ha. Stadia's going to die soon. Eh, you know? Yeah. Whatever. But about 20 minutes after that initial Reddit post, Phil Harrison, vice president and general manager of Stadia, released a blog post to confirm what this user had seen. It's not all bad news. Google Stadia is shutting down. You will not be able to make any purchases from this point forward. And on January 18th, you will not be able to access any of that shit going forward. But Google is going to be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases that you made through the Google store, as well as games and add-on content that you might have purchased through the Stadia store. They are giving you everything back. Not your monthly fee. If you're a pro member, they're not going to give you that back, but any other investment that you made as far as hardware or software, you're getting all that money back. As I said, you're going to be able to access all of your games in the library up until January 18th afterwards gone. And they say that refunds should be mostly completed, mostly uh, be completed by the mid of January of 2023. And, uh, this is this is very interesting because by all accounts nobody fucking knew what was going on. The Stadia team apparently came in that morning and got a email message saying, "Hey guys, uh Phil Harrison needs uh you to show up to this meeting. It's super important. Drop everything that you're fucking doing. You need to be at this meeting." Which was apparently uh, the meeting to tell them like, Hey guys, we're shutting the service down. Yeah. Pack it up. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, and you can go to the next slide. Um, devs, devs didn't fucking know about it either because again, this is a, this is a service that lives and dies by the software that's available on it. And you, we have developers who actually had games that were still slated to appear on Stadia. Right? Apparently they had no fucking clue what was going on. They found out at the same time that we did. They the there were some people who had dead. Yeah, they had some people that had games slated to be released like this month and in November, they were supposed to release a Stadia version of those games. And then they were just like, "What the fuck? What do you mean it's not going to be What do you mean it's closed?" Stadia store going to be closed. Nobody can purchase the game. Like how the fuck am I supposed to make money? I decided to make a Stadia version of the game to port my game over. And now you're telling me, even if I did release what I have now, they can't purchase it. What the fuck? They didn't get notified about it. And uh, there was another uh, post by developer that I found interesting was that the, the revenue, the, the revenue sharing apparently was supposed to be super good with Google Stadia. However, some of the more indie developers, they were compensated based on their pro members' playtime with the game. So paying members of the Google Stadia service, not the free users, 
the more time that they spent playing your game, the more money you got. That's how they that's how they get their revenue. Yikes. That's how they attracted developers to the Stadia platform. We've heard that games like Red Dead Redemption 2, which got a Stadia port, like they were paying, like Rockstar was paid like somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10 to 20 million dollars. They were just shoveling money at these big titles from these big publishers to get their Stadia service off the ground. Yeah. But some of these indie developers, like they live and die by the playtime on their game and they're fucked. Yeah. They're making no money. They're making no money. And from what I've heard, (sighs) maybe there are, there are some rumblings that there are some, like uh, some handlers of these developers who are, attempting to get some sort of compensation for these guys because they've spent development time uh, porting their games over and there will be no opportunity. Even though the the service is shutting down January 18th, if your game wasn't released on Stadia up until September 29th, 2022, there's no fucking way your game's going to get on there. Even if the game was technically, you know, development complete and you were just waiting for September 30th to push it out to the store, you're fucked. That's so fucked, dude. It is fucked. <laughs> it's super fucked. It's super fucked. And probably the funniest thing out of all of this. It's it's just another reminder that you should never you should never rely on some Twitter, even if they're an official Twitter account for the company. You know, they're just they're they're just, you know, basic ass employees, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, a social media manager. Some some fucking intern who who knows how to use Twitter or something like that. Everything that they tell you doesn't mean a fucking thing. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. It was like two two months ago. There was a rumor floating around that uh, Stadia was going to get shut down. This was July 29th, 2022. And one of the most famous things out of this was uh, a Twitter user... Uh, who goes by blue fire demon. You can actually tweet at the, uh, Stadia official Twitter account. And apparently it's, I guess, manned by, you know, a physical person and they they will respond back to you, you know, good social media manager. Right. They asked like, all right, everybody talks about Stadia shutting down. Like, are you guys really shutting down? And obviously they were just like, no, like we're not shutting down. Like, oh man, we're working so hard to bring all these games and stuff to you. Like, why would we shut down? They will never, they'll never tell you the truth. No, they can't. I mean, they can't. They can't. If they knew the service was shutting down, they're going to pretend like nothing's wrong and you will continue to invest your money and then they have, they've already picked a date and they've already picked a way to communicate. That blog post that Phil Harrison wrote, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was done a while back. They were just ready to push a button yeah, to actually get it released. You know, it's, it's funny because this user did it two months before the actual official announcement. And you should never feel comfortable, you know, receiving this kind of marketing speak towards you. You know what I mean? No. You know, you, 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 um, you, you mentioned that it, it somebody had to put this online, this blog post. So that means they had to go to somebody like us, like a web dev guy, 
probably and and be like hey man uh come into this office and they sat him down with some c-level executives they made him sign a document they were like we're gonna give you this and we're gonna have you post it online if you say anything we will sue the shit out of you you know like and they pressured the because that's how it, it was when i worked in oil like certain oil and gas companies when they would give me shit they were like hey this is about to go up this is a big executive letter. We need you to push this out. You're not allowed to say shit. We're about to fire 10,000 fucking people. Don't say shit. And they would hand it to you and you put it up and you would schedule it. And then they would be like, all right, hit the button. <laughs> and you'd hit the fucking button. And you'd just be like, and you just hear everybody's phone ringing across the offices and shit. What the fuck is this? You know, like, yes. Uh, yeah, that's a huge fucking yikes for whoever this person is who had to fucking mm-hmm. sit through and endure this shit in silence while everybody else around him is is having a good day and they're about to suffer. That's fucking rough, dude. Yeah. No, it, it is. The so and Phil Harrison, I guess, or maybe maybe it's more of a Google thing mm-hmm. than than Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison has has been memed out of almost out of existence for all the all the all the bullshit he's been responsible for not maybe not directly responsible but he has essentially been the uh the the head honcho with uh a lot of failed failed launches he was uh he was a part of the the PS3 launch mm-hmm. with Sony um where he had to kind of break to everybody that PS3 was going to be 600 bucks <laughs> like why you poor bitch <laughs> He was also he was also a part of uh, the Xbox One launch, mm-hmm. where just like, yo, like our discs check in on the internet. You don't have internet, you know? We have a console for you. It's called the 360, bitch. You know, just like maybe Xbox One isn't for you. Yeah, I remember that shit, dude. It's like, yeah, we you can just play the old shit, dude. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And um, now he was part of Stadia. All he's, I mean, he ain't hurting for cash, like. He can be a part of all of these uh, disastrous launches, and uh, he's gonna he's he's eating real good. Yeah, regardless. he's yeah. He'll be he'll be fine. In fact, the engineers who are working on uh, Google Stadia, Google seems to have moved them on to other projects, which is which is again a very Google thing to do. A lot of a lot of Google projects tend to tend to um, live and die by the people who who lead the project. And, uh, if something better comes along, then, uh, your project gets axed and then everybody moves over. It's kind of like how Google works. And in fact, it, it might end up being that your service just at its core was good, but we're going to get rid of your product and we'll integrate your technology elsewhere. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All, so all of your... it's not that, yeah, it's not like all of you don't you don't lose everything, right? It just gets yeah. moved. Absorbed. We may else. see we may we may see the Google Stadia of technology exist somewhere else. Mm-hmm. From, from what I've heard, it actually was good. The technology itself was actually relatively good. And it's and it's unfortunate that they never really showed off the the power that it was uh, supposed to be originally because it was kind of one of these things where you were supposed to 
you know, just go on the YouTube and hit a button and you would just be playing a fucking game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would have been fucking dope. Or maybe they had some sort of um kind of like kind of like what Twitch does. There's um there's kind of like a there's a plug-in for Twitch. Uh, crowd crowd control or yeah, something like that. that allows, crowd control, yeah. Yeah. So it allows, you know, your your uh your viewers, the chatters, to kind of interact with the streamer. And being able to do that uh through YouTube, you know, during you know, you could stream on YouTube, have your chat interact with you, and you have basically no overhead other than playing a fucking streaming uh video f- across the internet. If you have good internet connection, like it was cool shit. Damn, we'll dude. probably see that technology some somewhere else in in Google's uh, wheelhouse. It just won't be called Stadia. Yeah, maybe but, they'll uh, end up coming out with like a because uh, Google's uh, gaming and streaming services are getting a lot better in YouTube. And now that a lot of uh, you know with Twitch's big L last week, uh, yeah. cutting everybody's pay, um, people are talking very seriously about going to YouTube. Maybe, maybe this is them trying to get in front of that. Maybe canceling Stadia is a way for them to get create a capture card or something, and you plug it in, and then it automatically has that uh, you know crowd control uh, type of system manufactured into it, and all this other shit. I mean, everything that they've done up to this point could be used for something really fucking badass. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, and there needs to be something that 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 comes out of this. <laughs> it. It's just it's kind of shitty that you're just a you're just like a paid beta te- beta tester for something like this. Like, hey guys, like, <laughs> yeah. thanks for all the feedback for you know the the two three years that you guys use the service. We got a whole bunch of useful data, and we're gonna have to cut you off, and you're not gonna have access to any of this shit anymore. And like, it's gonna be like this never existed, but we got everything that we wanted out of you guys. Now go fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it's a very Google thing to do. It yeah, it kind of is. I mean, Microsoft uh, does it a lot too. Uh, Sony does it, but this is kind of rough. And I don't, and think, it, to, I don't think it's to the extent that Google does though. No, because uh, well, did they they change they they tried to do like Google Play Music, which is actually a service that I enjoyed. I think they ended up merging that into like YouTube. Yeah, they did. It it became YouTube Music, but it it used to be essentially the iTunes equivalent for yeah. Android users and I, PC. People. Yeah. I used to love using that service cuz they would have like um they kind of like did the um like the Pandora thing where you could create like a radio station yep. out of an artist. And you can just listen to music all the time, new music all the time. I used to use it a lot. You, I was so upset when it went away. You could also take all of your ripped vinyls or CDs and you could upload them into that service and it would keep them in the cloud for you. So as you swap devices it, it remembered where the fuck you were playing from and you could just resume anywhere. The shit was badass. Like it was way beyond its time. And then they were just like, yeah, yeah fuck this. But if you keep the service, uh-huh. you can roll into, you know, YouTube premium, yeah. YouTube music for six ninety nine. So I kept that service. Um, so now I think it's like 13 bucks now. It's, it's 15, I think 15. Fuck. Yeah. It, it's, 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 so it's, thir- it, I think it is 13. Maybe it's fifteen for uh, a household, so like a shared account or something like that. But yeah, it's right. expensive as fuck. I I just pay six ninety nine for it. I I just got grandfathered in. That motherfucker ain't never changed. So I I would have done the same thing. 
I mean, I do the same thing with uh, with Apple Music. Yeah, they have. Um, it, there used to be something called iTunes Match, which you could get as a separate service. Was like, uh, which was like something stupid, like like twenty dollars a year or something like that, or maybe it's like seven dollars a month. I know it was a yearly thing. It was a yearly thing. It was like fifteen twenty bucks for a year, and you could uh, upload or you can add to your iTunes library. Uh, I think it's like up to hundred thousand songs or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And if it can't find a match with music that it already has on its service, then it would just create a copy just for you. So that's oh, what word. I used to do. Like, yeah. Um, so all of the CDs that aren't a part of streaming services, vinyl, vinyl records that I've, that I ripped, I would just add them to my iTunes library and I would have access to it through all of my Apple products. Fuck, that's badass. Yeah, it is badass. I so, love it. So for like, uh, uh, smashing pumpkins fans, uh, they, they, they've removed, uh, access to two albums. And the only way that you can have access to them is if you have the old physical versions and, and other artists do this too, but, uh, specifically with smashing pumpkins, they got, they got upset that, uh, people made fun of yeah. zeitgeist and they were like, Oh, you don't like zeitgeist. That's fine. We'll remove it for fucking everyone. And they took it off all streaming platforms. You can no longer buy the vinyl. You can no longer buy the CD. All that shit is fucking gone. They don't even fucking play the songs at shows anymore. <laughs> That's, That's how much Billy Damn. Corgan was like, hey, if you want to fucking bitch, we'll do it. We'll play this fucking stupid ass game. And now people are like, actually, that was a really fucking good album. Yeah, retards. No shit. But like, <laughs> uh, it, it's fucking annoying. And so services like that allow you to at least have access to your music fucking digitally. Exactly. Um, I'm actually, I'm super glad that you said that. I've been holding onto this information for, for a while. Yeah. Just stewing over it. And I didn't get a chance to get pissed off, but now you reignited that, that pissiness. That's inside of me. Snoop Dogg purchased death row records. Yep. I think earlier this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And he started going off about some bullshit about it being uh, an NFT label or something like that. Uh, he, he's into crypto, I guess. He's into a lot and of shit. He's into a lot of, yeah, it's it's hard to keep track, right? Yeah, he's got the new cereal. He's got the Aunt Jemima fucking pancake batter and syrup mix now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's all over but the here's place. What, but here's what he did with Death Row Records. Okay. He decided to take the classic album, Doggy Style, mm-hmm. back when he was going by Snoop Doggy Dog, and Dr. Dre's The Chronic, and he removed them from all streaming services. You cannot find those albums on streaming services right now because he removed them. I have no fucking idea what his plans are, or maybe he decides that, yo, you have to come to my streaming service in order to listen to those two classic records. I was upset. That's fucked. I was upset because I was, I made, I made, uh, you know, I made a joke on the internet about sodomy, you know, as one does on the internet. Yeah. It happens. And it, it reminded me of this, uh, this one part on the doggy style album. Cause you know, um, it, it's all about him being a dog, mm-hmm. you know, sniffing, sniffing other dogs seat. Mm-hmm. And the, the phrase came, came up to me like, 
how else can you get to the booty? And I wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear that off of his album. And I remember searching for it and being kind of perplexed. Like, why isn't this, why isn't this on, uh, on, uh, iTunes? That's kind of fucked. I had to look it up. Motherfucker removed those albums. Could no longer play them. I hate Come it. to find out, I actually added those two specific albums as part of my iTunes match. So I just had to switch where my search was going for. I wasn't searching Apple Music. I was searching my library. And I got the answer. How else can you get to the booty? I found out. Fucked. This is, this is like uh, some fucking Disney type of shit where they remove access mm-hmm. to... To content and they put it in a vault and they release it every they every now vault. and again. Yeah, dude, I fucking hate this. I hate it. I and hate I, it. And th- this I, is this is similar to what we've talked about before, where we have these, these companies exactly. will remove access to, like how they did with all those digital games. They just like, hey man, starting you know on X day, just a random fucking day we've picked out of the you know the month, you no longer have access to all of our you know. Activision library. It's just dead. Like, like today, uh, fucking overwatch one is dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No longer exists. Now you're forced to play play overwatch Overwatch. two bitch. Yeah. And and all of your shit is supposed to move over. There was a lot of controversy about that because some people play PC and then they bought another copy and then they moved it over to PS4 or, you know, whatever console. So like, Oh, I want to play with my friends and they only play over here. And so like, how does what happens when the accounts merge? Some people have three fucking accounts. So what what the fuck happens Ooh. there? So like, you know, because some people play lower bracket on one account with their friends, and they play a higher bracket when they're like on a different account. Like, so how does how does all that shit work? Is you know, I I don't know, man. I I look at all this stuff, and uh, it it makes no, me I not agree. feel that great when I look at. Um, how, how people approach these problems. Uh, I know that they have users in mind when they make these choices, but uh, their bottom line really is just money and investors. And in Snoop Dogg's case, I think he's just trying to make a shitload of money because he says that uh, he brags about it a lot in some of his stand-up specials that he does. He just, he just put one out. Um, he's a fucking stand-up comedian too. No, well he, he brought together a bunch of stand-up comedians. It's oh, called, uh, I was about to uh, say. Snoop Dogg, uh, no bullshit or no fucking around or something like that is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He's got like Cat Williams and a bunch of really good fucking comedians on there. Um, and uh, he talks a lot about like how he's broke as fuck. It's, really? Yeah, he's like, boy, my motherfucking checks bounce, dog. If I write you a check, you better cash that motherfucker because this is about to bounce <laughs> if you don't. Like, he, And everybody's like, nah, man, you can't be broke. He's like, motherfucker, I spent all my money. So now he's like involved in all this crazy shit. Uh, just like other companies are, they're just, you know, they've, yeah. they've stretched too far. Uh, and, and one or more of their investments have fucked them up. Um, so. Yeah. Huh? You shouldn't have gotten into NFTs, bitch. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. God damn it. And I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to remaster, you know, in, in his case, like some of these other companies, they take down an old game. They remaster it. They re-release it. Maybe he's doing the they, same thing. With, they've uh, done, they've done that shit. Death Row Records has gone through 
and this is we're going off on a tangent here. Death Row Records has gone through, I think, like since Suge Knight has gone through maybe three or four different owners, and yeah. Finally, Snoop, and every time it switched owners, they've always done the same bullshit. They pull stuff from the vault because they own they own the masters. Well, mo- some of the masters, not all of them. Um, and they re-release most of the iconic albums, mm-hmm. and they add like a few bonus tracks to them. And they've been like. They had like a remaster series like back in the early 2000s. That was like, they had like something called like the Chronic Relit that yep. had um, the base the base album remastered and then they had like bonus tracks and all kinds of bullshit along with it. And I'm sure it's these things have been re-released multiple times since then as well. Always does this and no telling what Snoop's going to do. And again, it's one of the reasons why we advocate or at least one of the reasons why I still stick with physical stuff. Same. Whether it's music, games, if at all possible, I keep a copy that is going to be usable way, way past any streaming service, way past any online service, because I have the hardware to play it. I have the means to take that and create digital copies if I want to and utilize them in a way that maybe wasn't intended by the, uh, the original manufacturer. I'll play my, I'll take my PS2 games that I fucking own. I'll fucking rip them into an ISO and I'll throw them in a fucking emulator. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If my, if my PS2 dies, if all my PS2s end up dying, I can't get another PS2 because they're fucking gone. I have emulators and I have the games themselves. I have the digital files. I'll back them up and then I'll pull them out whenever I want to play. I do that because I'm nice. I don't have to do that. I could just go online, search for the game, and download the motherfucker if I really wanted to. Yeah. But I'm not. And, um, you know, I, I use that philosophy for basically most of my media consumption because of just shit like this. You never know. If something becomes economically unviable... Regardless of how true that is, if a company just decides like, nah, like we're making some profit, but not enough, fuck it off. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't want to be in a position where I have somebody else telling me whether, whether I, or not I have access to something that I paid cash money for. Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest issue, especially in this stadia shit, right? Cause like everybody's paid for the hardware. I mean, you're getting a refund on all that, but like. The software as a service or games as a service that you uh, spent like two, three years uh, investing into, all that shit getting removed from you. And in some people, this may have been their only way to play games and current gen stuff because they're just like, I can't afford a fucking PS4 or PS5. So they invest in the Stadia platform. This yeah, is, we're, it's getting, we're, getting some, we're getting some wild shit coming out of this. There was somebody who claimed to have played like 6,000 hours of Red Dead Redemption 2. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So his progress is stuck on Stadia. And there's really no way to move that over. Somebody did the calculation. If this motherfucker is telling the truth, son of a bitch played Red Dead Redemption 2 like six hours a day since its release on Stadia. Like, that's dedication. That's nuts. Pe- yeah. People have save games. Uh, for example, there was Destiny. Destiny was available on Stadia. So you played Destiny on Stadia, 
your progress is stuck there. No fucking way. There is, well, it, I thought, I thought, so, I thought destiny and destiny two were uh, just, uh, like MMO. So like your, your progress is in a cloud somewhere, but is that locked to a console? It could be. I don't know if there's cross progression on stuff mm, like that. True, true, true. So I don't know. I don't know all of the details, but it does seem that there are some, some, uh, some companies who are trying to figure the situation out. I think Ubisoft, Ubisoft has like a couple of Assassin's Creed games and even they like, and this is, I'm not saying they're, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their heart. This is good PR for them, right? Yeah. They're trying to figure out a way to, to take some of these games that some Stadia users have purchased and somehow transfer it over yeah. to either an alternative service or try to figure out a way to, to take their progress and move it over in order to avoid that just being lost, completely lost. Because like you said, if this was somebody's only way of playing games, all of the progress that they, they, they made is essentially gone once, so uh, fucked. once January 18th hits. I didn't even and think now, about game progress. Yeah. I did not mm-hmm. even think about game progress and the fact that this console is dying. Uh, that's the, terrifying. The, I think, that is the, terrifying. Uh, well, the, and again, this is this is all like early days. This yeah. is this is like fucking last week where they made all this announcement. Again, nobody was fucking told about this. Nobody, the people, the engineers, nobody. And you said this the, is ending was, in January. Like they're shutting down in January. I don't even think that's enough dev time to try to figure out how to uh, capture a save and migrate it from from that to you know an Xbox version or a steam version or <laughs> maybe not. I mean, it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah. They're going to have to create an app similar to like Pokemon home or something like that, that migrates your, your Pokemon from the God, What was it? The, the Nintendo DS to the 3DS yeah. and shit like that. And then into the switch. So they're going to have to figure something out like that, where you push your shit out to a cloud service, you pay for it for a while you need it. And then you download your stuff wherever. Um, yeah, I, that, that seems feasible like that, but, but to do it and have it pushed out in the next month. So motherfuckers can catch up and migrate their stuff and then get another console and then get it there. No way. No fucking, fucking way. Isn't it? No fucking way. Google just literally fucked every every developer company who believed in them. Yeah, the only people, the only people, and this is probably the only reason why I think there's even some positivity when it comes to this shutdown is the fact that Google is refunding the users their their money for the hardware and software purchases. They fucked developers and everybody else who supported the platform for the users. Only the users were made whole for the most part. So the backlash that you might get from, you know, say, for example, Twitter, they're not going to get piled on by your average Joes. The people they fucked over were, you know, the indie developers, you know, the, the small fries, Mm -hmm. the big guys, they got their, they got their big payday. They're not, they're not concerned. They got millions of dollars to push something out. They fucking, 
They're fucking cleaning their hands of this. They don't give a fuck. Free PR for them to attempt to move their uh, users' progress over. Uh, maybe give away a couple of free games to some of these users if they purchased a Stadia version. But outside of that, like you said, they basically fucked everybody else. Everybody else got fucked except the users. And it's one of the reasons why the sentiment is kind of kind of positive around the shutdown. Yeah. There's... <laughs> So there is there is some silver lining here, uh, you, because if you bought the Stadia equipment that came with the Google TV package, you got a Chromecast with it and a controller. That's right. So the cool thing is you also get a remote control and stuff. So you still got the Chromecast. You still got everything. That motherfucker gets refunded. You can still plug it in uh, and play Android games on it. Uh, if you have an Android device, you can cast it directly to that. Um, That's right. So there, there's, there's some work around. So people that are, you know, maybe listening and not that, you know, <laughs> you feel bad for these motherfuckers who just got like a controller and all this other shit just laying around in their yeah. house. There's still use for these things. It's just not as good. You know, they're going to be. Yeah, playing. that's right. In in fact, um, I think there was uh, an initiative to attempt to get some Bluetooth drivers for the wireless controller. Cause from what I heard, the actual controller itself is actually pretty decent. Yeah, it's it's essentially it's just a well fucking built. Xbox uh, <clears throat> Xbox kind Series of, yeah. controller. Uh, just a little bit yeah. more narrow uh, on the, the handles. And I think, um, from what I remember, when the um, when the in- information was released, when Studio first Stadia first came out, I think the the wireless controller actually is supposed to connect to your wireless network, and that's how it communicates. So I don't think it's I don't think it's like Bluetooth out of the box. So they're trying to get they're trying to get Google to at least put some drivers to make it useful, like you know, on a fucking uh, on a fucking computer or something like that, or maybe even uh, have Bluetooth functionality to connect to like a switch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have it useful for anything other than Stadia, because I think once Stadia is gone, I think the usability of those controllers are kind of minimal, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it is super. <clears throat> It is super fucked. Uh, if I find anything else about it, I'll probably post it up for the next video on like maybe how to hack a Stadia right. or something. It just seems kind of fucked up to just have like useless, I don't know. Equipment. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't just, it's not like, you know, your bag of fucking cables, like your old uh, connection cables, old HDMI one and fucking VGA cables and shit like that. Your old fucking Bluetooth controllers just all sitting around in a bag. This is a well, and you're, useless fucking piece of equipment if it doesn't fucking work for anything else. Like, well, you're right. It's uh, it did at least come with a Chromecast if you bought the equipment, so that's useful on its own. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Although, from what I remember, you had to buy like a specific Chromecast. Yes. Like you couldn't, you couldn't use just. Even like one of the latest Chromecasts right around the time that Stadia was released, you couldn't use that one. I think it had to be specifically bundled. It's the bundled with the Stadia one. service. Yeah. <clears throat> That's fucked. That was super fucked. I'm telling you, man. I don't I don't understand fucking Google at all. Yeah, it looks they like they understand. have uh purchasing <laughs> disabled on their website right now, so you can't even like go buy it and like fuck around with it. Nope. Which uh it's kind of fucking crazy because I was like, maybe I'll just buy this because it's only forty bucks. Um, I mean, hell, there's uh, you, 
probably go to eBay uh, since it's not going to be useful. People are, and there's probably some fire sales on this on this equipment. If nobody nobody wants to, if they're not, if people are concerned that Google will not update the the controller itself to be kind of more of a general purpose kind of controller, then people are probably just going to get rid of it. You know, they got their money back. They get ten bucks for the controller. Like fuck it, you know. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, but the bundle, by the way, uh, the I, well, that you get the HD version, so it's only 1080p. I was going to say, oh man, they got the 4K version, but they, you don't. You don't get the 4K version in the uh, Stadia bundle. Oh well, I thought there was a silver lining here that they just got 4K streaming <laughs> for free. <laughs> Maybe not. So, oh well. Maybe not. Maybe not. Fuck, man. This has been a wild episode. Yeah. This has been a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of good news with all of the new releases, the free yeah. shit coming to all of the streaming services, or I guess the the premium services for PlayStation, Xbox, Prime, and Humble Games. Uh, the L's are fucking rough. These are some rough fucking L's. It's um, it's really rough. Uh, but we got you know we got Dead Space. Uh, coming That's out nice. soon. We got a packed February, just full packed of fucking February. bangers, and and a hopeful message. Uh, maybe we get a new fucking Silent Hill announcement in the next couple of days. So I can't wait. And, and this wait. week, and this fucking week, we get video of the new Mario movie <laughs> with Chris Pratt as Mario. Chris Pratt. He's like, uh, it's me, Mario. It's me. Get over here, goddamn! I, I can't like the the amount of marketing around that movie mm-hmm. has been so fucking weird. It's yeah. been so fucking weird. I almost wonder if they're fucking embarrassed mm. about what they produced, and they're just like, "Fuck, uh, well, it we're not going to talk about it. it. Could be weird. We're not going to show it off." We're going to show this and then we're going to release the movie and bless you. And uh, shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Twice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least I muted it for the stream. That was a fucking loud sneeze. God damn. Did you mute it for the stream? I did. Okay. So they're going to think that I'm just an asshole <laughs> yelling at you for bless no you. reason. Bless you, you son Shit. of a bitch. God damn it. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up, bitch. Yeah, I don't know. The marketing on it does seem kind of fucking weird. It'll be nice to actually see what the hell they're producing. Uh, yeah. They released a poster or something today. The poster looks dope. Yeah. I liked it. Had a lot of uh, toads on there. Had like a little treasure tracker toad with his backpack full of, you know, mining equipment and fucking maps and shit. Um, so that's this week. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, on the next podcast. Next week. Yeah, we will. And uh, I I hope it's good. The, the fact that they... They just decided to, and before we before we sign off, I want to piss off voice actors real quick. Do it, um, because uh, I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah, if they <laughs> if they hire a celebrity, yeah, to voice a character, and it's kind of half decent, like I'm okay with it. Like, it doesn't really bother me too much. Like, I understand that. You know, voice acting is its own thing, and you know, you can be really good at it, but it doesn't. I'm sorry, guys, like star power kind of trumps most things, anyways. And 
most of the most of the really high quality voice actors they're yeah, already actors they they're all over the place man um i forget the 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 voice actor for for Joel in Last of Us he is all over the fucking place all over there's like two or three like major male voice actors and one or two uh, major female voice actors that appear in basically every fucking thing. Every fucking game. You have. But, I mean, if you get like Chris Pratt in there, like I'm all right. I'm kind of all right with it. Yeah, it just seemed it seemed weird to me that they had actual actors on there. Charlie Day. Charlie Day is Luigi. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I, I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. God, I love his voice. I love his voice. Because he's like he's like very high pitched and whiny, yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, and Chris Pratt you know, has some real we, good range too, and I think them together is gonna. You could close your eyes, and fill the movie. I think, I I think they made a good choice, man. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping they made a good choice between these two motherfuckers. I think it's gonna be okay. Although I do know, uh, I there's gonna be they're gonna get so much shit. On Thursday, yeah, when they release the trailer, I yeah. can't fucking wait. No matter how good it is, they're gonna get so much shit. They're gonna get so much shit, and I'm looking forward to it. I the, can't wait to shit on all these people with you guys next week. The, so the film theorist, yeah, and you know him on YouTube. Everybody fucking watches yeah. him. He just released a video about the just days before they announced that they were gonna release a trailer. Uh, about what he thinks the Mario movie is going to be, and he thinks it's going to be a musical. I'd, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I'm hopeful. I'm so hopeful that he's way off. He also thinks that it could be uh, a origin story very similar to the 1980s or 90s Mario movie. Uh, really? Where really? it's Mario and Luigi working construction. Because there's a character in the, it's a named character in that has a voice actor, who is the construction manager. So, when they were doing the whole Ooh. Donkey Kong thing, uh, so they think that this takes place in New Donk City. They're construction workers. They transfer into being plumbers, and then they somehow get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. That's that's the big going theory of this. I think that's very fucking close to what this is going to be. I I would be I would be one hundred percent on board with that. That yeah. actually sounds compelling. Yeah. Maybe maybe Mario and Luigi maybe their voice actors just sound normal before they get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> and then like, they just become like, Italian. Ah, ah, Luigi, you sound like a bitch. You know. <laughs> Oh man, dude! I I oh, hope man. that there's uh, a guest voice from Aaron Hanson. Is his name Hanson? Aaron from Game Grumps. Uh, he does a really good Toad. Uh, <laughs> it's not good. It's actually fucking awful. It's probably the worst Toad uh, voice uh, on the internet. I toad, I hate Toad so much. The toad's voice is not as a, not as a character, but just just his voice. Yeah. It's yeah, like high it's always, pitch and squealy. It's and high pitch and it's grating. It's yeah, like it's just like it's a high pitched just uh just nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I fucking hate it yeah, so much. It's a high pitched voice that went through a cheese grater. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's rough. 
It is rough. Uh, <laughs> hope they keep to it. I hope so much that they keep to it. Because in that screenshot where he's walking through the the little, I don't know, like a marketplace and there's like 30 fucking toads. I just hope it's 30 toads talking <laughs> over top of each other loud as fuck. Just in that fucking voice. And you're just like, ah, just wanting to like rip your ears out. Dude, I hope that's what it is. Oh my God. I know it's not. I know it's not, but probably you know what? There's going to be a lot of memes. There's going to be a lot of memes this week. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Look out for it. Yeah. Like I don't think Nintendo is going to put out a subpar product. No. Well, you know, not anymore. Uh, Not anymore. Not no. I don't think. Yeah. They're not going to have fucking John Leguizamo playing Luigi. (laughs) This this go around. Oh, dude. He just put out a special on Netflix, by the way, talking about Mexican history and I'm dying to watch it. Dude. Leguizamo. So underrated. So good. He, he was such a, his, his comedy back in like the nineties is when I remember he is a comedian, but it's very stage specific for yes, him. Yes. And it was fascinating. And the stories that he would tell, and it was it was like a one man like stage, you know, stage show, just you know, comedy centric. Yeah. And it was so compelling. He was so fucking good. So fucking good, man. Yeah. And he if, f- he fell on the fuck off. Which sucks. he did. He's back now, but he, he did. fell off for a while. Yeah, he was like, I think there was a, uh, he had, he had some crazy, just like uh late nineties and early two thousands output. He really did. Um, but I, I'm, I love him as a, as a comedian and an actor. Honestly, his, my favorite role of his lie. was, uh, the spawn clown from that spawn live action. Movie. That's right. I forgot he was a spawn yeah. clown. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh man. I did. Um, I think. He, I think he had a movie called The Pest. Yep. I think it was yep. The Pest. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that movie. I really enjoyed that movie so much, just because like it was just Leguizamo is a fucking character, man. Yeah. He's a fucking character, and he can spin in and out of these characters so seamlessly. He's so fucking good. Yeah. He's. Uh, I, I feel like he's the Mexican version of uh, Jim Carrey. Does he got to be Mexican, man? Isn't he Mexican? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, probably God. not. Oh man. Well, he just did a fucking special call, uh, the Mexican history. I can't imagine that he's not Mexican. And he's from like New York, dude. He's probably Puerto Rican. Then why would he be doing Mexican history? I don't know. Cause he's like, Oh my God. Racist? John leg. I don't know. Was on a, what is his nationality? From Bogota, Colombia. Well, at least he was born in Colombia. Oh my God. No. I, I think did you did you just did you just assume that because he spoke Spanish he was from Mexico? No, because he did a fucking history of Mexican uh culture. Uh-huh. Uh maybe maybe it was maybe it was uh oh let me see. No 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 I, I feel like I feel like in this day and age you cannot talk about someone's culture as an expert without being part of that culture unless you're a historian without getting fucking canceled. Um, or maybe that's just a white thing. Maybe I am just not allowed to talk about someone's culture and act like an expert without getting canceled. Um, <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I, it, it honestly doesn't matter. Yeah. 
It honestly doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. You know what? He's he's but still I, a handsome fucking old man. Good for him. Yeah. Look at him. Sixty-two. Holy shit! Yeah, I didn't know he was sixty-two. Fuck. For whatever reason, there's a lot of pictures with him and um, James Franco. Like, like he, like he's supposed to be the old version of James Franco. I don't know. Oh my god. Hey, hey you know what? You could be right. Could be right. God, he had some terrible yeah. movies, though. Lord oh, have man. mercy. I just found. I just found a. I just found an image of the freak. Mm-hmm. That is such a '90s movie, man. Holy shit. Looking at the, looking at just like the, um, the artwork, the style. Yeah. The style, just like the, you know, the things that people wore, things like that. Holy shit. What the fuck were we thinking? I don't know. Like, if you look at, Uh, we, uh, we thought we looked good as fuck. Yeah. God damn, we were fly as fuck, dude. Just like fucking bright ass yellows, bright ass blues. Mix it all together. Fuck yeah. Fucking put my shell necklaces and shit. Oh, God damn. (laughs) Yeah, so this has been episode 15. 15, 15. Fucking shit, dude. Super fucking, super chill episode. Super fun. Yeah, super chill. Super chill. We don't have to, we don't have to machine gun through all kinds of stuff. Yeah. uh, These days. So we get to, we get to marinate on a little bit of, a little bit of the things that are coming out. Good stuff, man. Yeah, this was a good episode. And uh, I think, unfortunately, it looks like I think we rambled a little bit a little bit longer. About, today. about 20 minutes. About 20 minutes. Uh, it was fun, though. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. It's good to, it's good to uh, kind of go in and out of all kinds of different things just off, uh, off the dome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's fun to, like, find these cool little references and, like, dig around. Definitely with like the jungle like Wasamo stuff and like see uh, how these kind of tie back to video game culture because I, I imagine a lot yeah. of the, uh, our viewers who are into this stuff probably also have access to these these similar little memories that we're we're digging through. Maybe we unlocked a yeah. little core memory for them and they remember John Leguizamo eating a pizza full of maggots from the Spawn movie. Um, so it all comes back around to video games, guys. Yeah, yeah. it all comes it's back, all back here, baby. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I think weird. we're gonna leave <laughs> we're gonna leave the episode we're gonna leave the episode at the back over there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just you're just ashamed. Just yeah, like a, I, just, I just I'm gonna play the logo. I just out. played the logo and just laid my head down on the desk. I was like, oh, I don't know why I said that baby thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna put myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. (laughs) Oh, shit.